want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray. Tell the Lord to have mercy on you, even as you thank Him. Lift up your voice and pray that the Lord empowers and strengthens you as we enter into a new month. The Lord will prepare you in the mighty name of Jesus. That the Lord will honor you. That the Lord will strengthen you. That the Lord will empower us. Even in the name of Jesus. Eternal Father, in Jesus' blessed and mighty name, we are very grateful for the gift of life, the gift of today, above all, the gift of salvation, that you decided to choose us. Bible says that nobody can come unto the Lord except the person be called by the Lord. Thank you for calling us, and thank you for the fraternity of your family that you have put us in. And Lord, we are also excited and grateful for the family of Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee. We are grateful that Lord, day in and day out, you keep empowering and strengthening us through the unadulterated word of yours. Thank you for the revealed word that you always feed us with. We thank you for all our online members gathered from the nations across the world gathered from the United States of America, the various states of America, and beyond in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for tonight and for your word that is coming to empower and strengthen us. Bless your word, O Lord. Let your word be a blessing. Holy Spirit of the Lord, we humble ourselves before you. Break our heart, Lord, and let your word melt our heart and remold our heart. Change our lives by the revelation of your word in Jesus name. Bible says that and as the teaching was going on in Luke 5:17, Bible says that the power of God was also available to heal. Let there be available power to heal tonight. Heal situations and circumstances and conditions. Turn lives around, turn destinies around, realign us with your purposes and with your plans. Lord, please forgive us all our mistakes and our errors. Forgive us our sins and forgive us, Father, our trespasses and transgressions. Look upon us from the perspective of your righteousness. And I pray that nobody will live here the same. We soak ourselves and our families, the children's section, and everybody in service, online, in-house, in the blood of Jesus. There is an encounter tonight, and it will never fail in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. We arrest the spirit of doubt, the spirit of tiredness, the spirit of sleep, the spirit of disbelief, the spirit of contention and lack of concentration in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Bible says that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee bows. We subject every authority contrary to the authority of God down in Jesus' mighty name. 
we bind and we cast them into the abyss and we decree and declare let the word flow freely and let the word inhabit our heart and let no one be the same we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor in the name of jesus i soak myself in the blood and i decree O oh lord that through me O oh lord let the word be revealed even in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Even as I humble myself before you. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Somebody who believes it, shout me a very believing amen. Put your hands together and take your seat. Put your hands together for the Lord Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. Come on, we are celebrating Jesus. Don't let whatever tiredness you had in the day stop you from celebrating the giver of strength. Yeah, as we celebrate Jesus, we renew our strength. We renew our energy. Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I see your strength being renewed in the name of Jesus. I see your health being renewed in the name of Jesus. I see the Lord increasing your lifespan upon the earth in the name of Jesus. I see the Lord making provisions available for somebody. Even in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Welcome. Reach out to somebody on your left and to your right. And welcome them into the house of the Lord. Tell them you are excited to have them in-house, in-person, in the name of Jesus. Shake hands with somebody. Hallelujah. If you want to hug somebody, you are at liberty to do that. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. All right. We want to take our seat. We want to welcome all of you online to tonight's service. I'm trusting God that within the shortest possible time, we'll be done and we will be done with the value of the kingdom we are doing part three right so i'm trusting god that we'll be able to finish up with the third part of the value of the kingdom remember 
we started talking about the fact that it is important that we come to know and understand what the kingdom of God is because it is so important to the believer, everything about the believer, everything about the redeemed child of God stems from the kingdom of God. So we have to understand it. You go to a new country, you have never been there. You know, you must know the laws of the land, okay? You must know the, the protocols of, the, of that land in order to enjoy the benefit of that land. You travel, you've never traveled to Africa before. You've never traveled to Asia before. You've never traveled to Europe before. You've never traveled to America before. And you go there. Whichever country you've never traveled to before, it is imperative that in order for you to be accepted in and enjoy, in, enjoy everything in that country and not flout the laws and the rules of that land, it is imperative that you learn about the protocols of that country. Is that right? I mean, this is a natural wisdom, right? Now, when we were translated into the kingdom of God, it is also needed that we understand what the kingdom of God is. That is why we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks, and then we've been going into various aspects, and then the, fine, the, the, the current aspect that we are on is talking about the value. The value. What is the value of this thing that we, we find ourselves in? You know, because many times when people don't know the value of something, they disdain it. Disdain. It's like they look down upon it. You know, you give somebody something very valuable. The person, you, you know, the scripture that Jesus quoted in the book of Matthew chapter 7 and then verse number 6. Look at Matthew 7 and verse number 6. You see, he, he, he was talking about the value system. In, in fact, Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, all the way to 11. But let me read the verse number 6. He said, give not that which is holy. Okay? Now, the word holy means set apart, separated. You know? It's like you, you, you have a very special you know, dish or very special cutlery or you have something very special for special occasions. You know? And then you just take it and then you give it to somebody who doesn't value it. Jesus said that we don't do that, you see? And Jesus was saying that, we, look, give not that which is holy unto the dogs because dogs don't appreciate anything relevant, you see? They will play along everything. You can put on your wedding gown and you do, yeah, hello, hello, hello. The, jo- the dog doesn't mind whether you are in your wedding gown or your wedding suit. It will jump on you with all the dirt on the clothes, thinking that, you know, it is normal. You see, so Jesus was saying that we don't give valuable things to people who don't value it. And then he said that neither do we cast our pearls before pigs, before swine. Otherwise, they will trample them under feet. You see, and afterwards, they will turn and destroy you. Hallelujah. So, this, this shows us that it is important that anything about God related to the child of God, you must understand it in order to value it. So the reason why we are talking about the value of the kingdom is so that we will know what we, we will know what country we have been called into. In NLT, Revelation chapter 5 verse 10, in NLT, he said, and he has made us a kingdom of God. You see, when he took us from verse number, okay, let's start from verse number 9. You see, verse number 9, he said that he has taken us. They sang a new song and said, you are ready to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were killed 
and your blood has ransomed people from people for God from every tribe, from every language, from every people, from every nation, and has made us, verse 10 says that, and has made us a kingdom. You see, so we are a kingdom. We came into a kingdom, but we don't want to disdain the kingdom. Because Jesus said, we don't give that which is precious unto people who will not value it. So when we come to understand the value, what this thing is about, you know, one day somebody was going to do something and then the person told me, I said, but you can do it on your mobile phone. He said, really? I said, bring your phone. We did it. The person was going to pay about $20. He said, my goodness. You see, because many people... Many people are using very sophisticated mobile phones. But all they use it for is, hello, hi, okay, I'll send you a text. That's all. And then they go out and then they pay very powerful hard currency for something that they could have done on the mobile phone. Is that right? Yeah. So when we know the value of the kingdom, we'll be able to enjoy every benefit of it. Amen. So we've gone through a couple of things because we know what the kingdom is and all that. And then we have spoken about the, um, the narratives that Jesus gave. You know, the illustrative, um, the illustrative pattern of the kingdom. I think last Sunday, the first service, people didn't get the last two. But it is on the podcast. We said that the treasure of the kingdom, the value of the kingdom is in the kingdom. It is not outside. It cannot be determined by good works, right? And then we also said that it must be discovered. The value must be discovered. It is not something that is just out there, you know? Because you are in the kingdom, you see the value of the kingdom. No. Whilst you are in the kingdom, you must discover it. Bible says that when a man has discovered the treasure in the field for the joy of it, Anytime you discover an element of the treasure within the kingdom, you become so joyous. You see, that, this is why Paul, this is why Paul, no matter what happened, Paul cannot give up. He couldn't just give up. He knew the value of the kingdom. Nothing could stop him. Nothing could take. He said that, he said, I am not only, one day they said, Paul, they, they asked, whose, whose, whose gown is this? And they said, before they could answer, the prophet Agabus said, the person whose gown is this, I saw him go to preach a certain place and then they beat him. He nearly died. He said, I don't even want them to just beat me. I want to die for him. You see, how will Paul say that? Because he had come to understand, he had discovered something. And you see, whatever you discover cannot be taken from you. Whatever is given to you can be taken from you. But what you discover, nobody can take it from you. Yeah. In case this is some, you can also add this one to your former nose. Okay. What you discover, nobody can take it from you. But whatever is given to you, that is why, listen, that is why Adam lost it. Because everything that Adam had was entrusted to him. But when Jesus came, he had to discover through growing in the process. So there was no way Jesus could disappoint God. But whatever is entrusted, that is why sometimes if you don't teach your children the value of money, you can give them millions. They will destroy it after you are dead. Hallelujah. You will be in heaven and then you see that they have destroyed. Why? Because you did not teach them. You didn't help them to discover what money is and the value of it. Praise the name of Jesus. So the man must discover it. The value, the treasure. 
in the kingdom must be discovered. And then number three, we also said that the treasure cannot be bought. The value of the kingdom or the treasure inside the kingdom that makes it valuable cannot be purchased. Nobody can purchase salvation. Nobody. Nobody. No human being can purchase salvation. With what? With your works? There is nothing that you do that can purchase salvation. Bible says that the, the treasure was in the field. When the man found it, the man could not afford the treasure, but the man could afford the field. So when you buy the field, the treasure comes to you. And I told you Romans 5, 17. Look at Romans chapter 5 and verse number 17. He said, and Romans 5 and verse 17. Now he said, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive. So we can buy the field. The field, we buy it by receiving it. And when we receive the gift, when we receive the grace, at which receive abundance of grace, and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. So when we receive the grace of salvation, we reign in life. We have access to the treasure. Praise the name of Jesus. So we can buy salvation, but we can buy receiving salvation. And then we spoke about how to receive it, right? By the three things. Who can help me? With the three ways of receiving, with the three ways of receiving, repenting. Yeah, you see, hallelujah. I said, oh, yeah, I remember now. Repenting, number two. Huh? Being converted as a child. That's powerful. And number three. Huh? Number three, I'm still waiting. Believing the gospel. Hallelujah. So these are the ways that we buy the field. That is how we believe the field. Praise the name of Jesus. And then the final thing that we talked about on Sunday was that everything must be sold in order to buy that field. You see, it, he said that for the joy of it, he went to sell everything. Everything. You got to sell everything. And I told you that selling everything figuratively is not just going to sell your car and no, you need all those things. But then it stands for two things. Number one, detaching your heart from those things. You see, when you detach your heart, when you detach your emotions from those things, the things of the world doesn't use you. You use them. Do you get it? There are some people, cars use them. Yeah. When a car is using you, when your car breaks down, it affects your day. When a company is using you, when they suck you, the whole world comes to an end for you. Praise the name of Jesus. There are, are, are you with me? Am I preaching or I'm teaching? Which one? Oh, okay. I, I pick any of them that you give me. Hallelujah. You see, there are people that things use them. But as a child of God, don't come to the place where things will use you. Come to the place where you use things. Because the Lord gave it to you for you to use. It is for your use, not for the thing to use you. There are some people, if they see $10,000 in their account, they'll backslide. I tell you. So you pray, you say, Lord, give me money. The Lord said, I can't trust you because when I give you this, it will use you. You see? Yeah. What is using you? Ask a friend seated by you. What is using you? Has a person answered? <clears throat> Did they answer? <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you see, you, you, are you getting what I'm talking about? He said, you must sell what? Everything. Everything. When you read, Ma, when you read um, 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 Mark 
Mark, right? Yeah, that was the scripture I gave you. Mark chapter 10. And then verse number 21. Mark 10, 21. He said, then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way and sell whatsoever you have. Detach your heart from all of them. Jesus wasn't saying that he should literally go and sell everything. He was saying that because the guy's heart was into those things. You touch that thing. Hey, my friend, you have touched his life. You see? Yeah. If there, you must come to a place. When you have sold everything, it means that you are at a place where when they take anything from you, it will still not affect your fellowship with the Lord. Whether the Lord gives you what you are asking him or doesn't give you, it doesn't affect your relationship with the Lord. That was the place that the Lord wanted the Israelites to come to. So, they were not coming there. The Lord took 40 years. Still, the people will not come there. You see? That was the place that Abraham came to. Where he was, he, Abraham, Genesis chapter 22. Look at Genesis 22 from verse number 1 to 3. Abraham came to the place where he had sold all, all, his all in the case of Abraham was Dalia. In the case of Abraham was Isaac. So God came and it came to pass that God did tempt. The word tempt means that God did prove his heart. God did prove the heart of Abraham and said unto you, Abraham, he said, here am I. Now Margaret, look at the second verse number two. He said, and he said, take now thy son. Look at that. Take now thy son. Abraham will say that. Let's find uh, Ishmael. And then he said, watch me. He said, thy only son. Somebody say thy only son. Not only that. Then he said, the one whom you love. What do you love? Uh, some, there are certain things that people love. Pastor, you can talk about anything, but not in this area. Yeah, you have not, you have not sold everything yet. You must sell Everything. Everything. Detach your heart. What is it that, ask yourself, do, do a self-examination. What is it that when people touch? Yeah. I used to say that everything that happens to me, I will accept it. But this one, and then one woman of God, a very old woman of God, she's called Mama Vic. She said, son, never say that because the thing that you say that only this one, that will be the only one the devil will come after you on. Yeah, you can take everything. A songwriter wrote a song. That is why we've been singing that song since last week. I got Jesus. It's more than enough, right? A songwriter wrote a song and said, If I lose the sun, if I lose the moon, if I lose the stars in the bright sky, if I lose all that I may possess, I know that I still have Jesus. I know that I still have Jesus. I know that I still have Jesus. Come on, give me a clap as I sing. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see? Don't come to the place of saying that, God, I have put this request before you three months. If I don't see anything, I take a decision. You have not sold everything yet. No, you have not sold everything yet. There are some people, yeah, they give, they give God ultimatum. God, it is a 50-50 affair. Last chance. I give you the last chance. <laughs> if I don't see anything, I will advise myself. Don't advise yourself. If you must sell everything, it means that you must detach your heart from There is nothing in your life that must bring you to a place of, you know, 
it affecting your relationship with the Lord. Okay, you belong to the group. The group leader spoke to you, yelled at you. Even in my home, nobody yells at me. And you, how old are you? And you are yelling at me. Hey, hey, you have not sold your ego. You have not sold your ego yet. So the Lord is saying that, hey, this ego, your only Isaac, your only Isaac, whom thou lovest. You see, whom thou lovest. There are some people, they love money. Hallelujah. They love it more than anything. They don't care. You see, they don't care what to do to get it. And if they get money, you touch anything, fine. But you touch their money. Fire fire and brimstone will fall down. Tell somebody what thou lovest. And Bible says that when he gave, you see, look at that. And take him to one of the mountains that I will tell you. Which I'll tell you of verse number three. And the Lord intentionally gave him time to see if he would change his mind. Sometimes you go through things just for the Lord to see if really you have detached yourself from this. You know, Lord, I've been serving you all along. Why this? Why that? The Lord may be telling you, relax, take your time. But you see, and then he said, and Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, took two of his young men with him. Isaac, his son, cleared the wood for the burnt offering and then rose up and went unto the place where the Lord has showed him. And the next verse says that verse number four, then on the third day, can you imagine carrying this thing that you love and you know that it is going to be taken away from you. For three days, the Lord intentionally gave him time. What is it that you love that God is asking for that you can't deliver it? You can't see the value of the kingdom except you sell all. And the second thing about selling all. So the first thing about selling all is detaching your heart from it. The second thing about selling all is that what is it that you as you were so versed in that you are now in the kingdom that you are still carrying into the kingdom. Everybody is rich in what they used to do a lot. You are a master in that area. Amen. The things that you used to do before you became born again. Paul calls it the weight, the besetting sins. When you read Hebrews chapter 12 and verse number 1 and 2, he said, seeing that we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Tell somebody there are some weights you are carrying. That is why you are not able to run the way you are supposed to run. You see that you can't say it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, when all these, these four things have been understood, then we now go to the value. So what then is the value of the kingdom? Let's go again and then read Mark chapter 10. And then we want to read from verse 28 to 30. Mark 10, 28 to 30. The value of the kingdom is in threefold is in threefold. And I'll be talking about all the three, the Lord giving me time. The first one is physical value or physical benefit. The second one is spiritual and the third one is eternal. Now, so, now, let's read for Mark 10, 28 to 30. Then Peter began to say unto Jesus, Lo, we have left all. Remember, Jesus said, for you to access the value 
of the kingdom, you have to sell all. So here Peter came. He said, indeed, we have sold all. It, it has affected me in this area. To sell all means that it will affect you. It will cost you. It will cost you. Praise the name of Jesus. Listen, don't serve God in your convenience and only in your comfort. Let serving God cost you your comfort. Let serving God cost you your comfort. Yeah. Sometimes serving God will cost you your time. Sometimes it will cost you your food. Sometimes it will cost you your resources. Sometimes it will cost you your comfort. Now, so here, here Peter was saying that, indeed, we have left all. We have left all. You said that we should sell all and follow you. Right. So we've sold all. We have left all. And we are now following you. Jesus didn't allow the question to end. Because I'm pretty sure Peter was going to ask, what is going to become of our future? What is going to become of our children? What is going to become of our wives? What is going to become of our career? Peter's career had come to a kaput as a result of following Jesus. He said, what is going to become of us? Then immediately, in verse number 29 and 30, Jesus now gave the value of the kingdom. So he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man, there is no human being, there is no person that has left house, that has left brethren that has left sisters he's talking about the things that the kingdom will cost you that has left father that has left mother that has left wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel somebody say for my sake and the gospel yeah now for my sake and the gospel those two words put together is the kingdom the kingdom has to do with the Lord and the gospel. So for my sake and the gospel, he's talking about who has left all these things for the sake of the kingdom. And then verse number 30, Brianna, look at that. He said, but he shall receive an hundredfold. Somebody say an hundredfold. And then the first value came. He said, now in this time. You see, houses, <clears throat> brethren, sisters, Mothers and children and lands. Number two, with persecutions. And then number three, and in the world to come eternal life. So here we see the three value system of the kingdom. So I'm going to talk about the first one. And what is the first one? Oh, help me preach. Praise the name of Jesus. There is a physical value of the kingdom. Jesus said, Jesus said it. Look at that. He said that, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. So what is the physical value of the kingdom? Now, the physical value of the kingdom is what the kingdom delivers whilst we are still here on this earth. Okay? Whilst we are still here, on this earth. That is what the physical value is. Matthew 13, 31 and 33. Matthew 13, 31 to 33. You see, I'm trying to teach this thing so that we can understand it so powerfully. Another parable put it forth concerning the kingdom of heaven. And then he said, it is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And 32 and 33 says that the which when 
even though it is the least, but when it is grown, it, is, it becomes the greatest amongst the herbs and become a tree so that the best of the air can come and the lodge in the branches thereof. So there are physical values that go beyond you unto even other people. And the first physical value, so under all the three, I'm going to give you the various points, okay? Couple of points. So number one, under physical value, the first physical benefit that you receive is a physical, a spiritual physical family. A spiritual physical family. Everybody is entitled to two families, whether you like it or yes. Everybody has a biological family and then we have a spiritual family. Your biological family is responsible for your coming into the world and your growth, but your, your spiritual, your, your physical spiritual family is responsible for your growth and prepared, I mean your preparedness into eternity. Into eternity. Into eternity. Praise the name of Jesus. One day in the book of Matthew chapter 12, when you read verse 46 to 50, Matthew 12, 46 to 50, Jesus was preaching. And Bible said that all of a sudden somebody came. While he was here talking to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood outside desiring to speak to him. And then verse 47 says that then one of the people said unto him, your mother and your brethren are standing outside desiring to speak with you. Now look at the answer that Jesus gave. You see, we must understand that when you came into the kingdom, that is why I'll be telling you certain things. That is why you have to be very circumspect the way you relate with other fellow brethren. I tell you. Because your next level is in the hand of another brother or another sister in the kingdom. I tell you, it is. It, I'll give you the scriptures. Then he answered and said unto him. You see, don't come to a place of thinking that it is it, me alone, I'm okay. No, the Lord in his infinite wisdom put a family system in place. Your, 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 your biological family and your spiritual family. You must understand this principle. So look at that. He answered and said unto them. To him that told him. He said, who is my mother? And who are my brethren? In other words, who are my family? And the verse number 49 and 50. And he stretched forth his hand towards his disciples. And he said, behold, my mother and my brethren. Elder Israel, behold. Your spiritual brothers and sisters. Ophelia, behold your spiritual family. You see, now, you must understand. <laughs> you must understand that the Lord intentionalized that in order for you and I to be helped. Bible says that iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. The way you understand the relationship that you have with your other spiritual family members will determine how the Lord referred to you. Remember the other day the Lord said that that wicked and slothful servant is the one whom when his master came, instead of he doing what he was supposed to do, he was smiting them. It is a major statement, brothers and sisters. So look at that. He said, look at verse 50. 
For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother, my sister, and my mother. So as you are doing the will of the Father, and I am doing the will of the Father, we become a spiritual family. Sometimes even your physical family can disown you, but your spiritual family will receive you. And listen, let me tell you the truth, brothers and sisters, without lying. It is very, very relevant to understand how to relate with your spiritual family because Bible said that amongst your spiritual family, the Lord commands a blessing. There is something called a commanded blessing. When you read Psalm 133 and verse number 1 all the way to 3, he said, behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And he was talking about the spiritual family. He said, it is like the ointment upon the head it runs down the beard, even Aaron's beard upon his head. And verse 3 says that, and there, it is like the dew of Hermon. And there, the Lord commanded his blessing. One of the places that the Lord commands his blessing is the place of spiritual family. It is the place of a spiritual family. Everybody in the kingdom has been purchased by the king. You see, everybody, please listen very well. Everybody in the kingdom has been purchased by the king. When you read the book of Acts 20, 28, in Acts 20, 28, he said, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer, which he bought, which he purchased. Look at the last statement. Which he purchased with his own blood. That is what makes us a family. Not the color of our skin. Not the certificate that you have. Not your geographical location. That is what makes us a family. That is what makes us a spiritual family. The blood that purchased you and the blood that purchased me. That is what makes us a family. Be devoid of titles. Be devoid of anything that brings separation. What makes us one and what makes us a family is the spiritual DNA. And that spiritual DNA is the blood of Jesus. I said that spiritual DNA is the blood of Jesus, which he has purchased with his own blood. When I see L.P. Shana, I see somebody, I see a, a sister purchased by the blood. Matthew 18, 6. Look at what he said about how to relate with your spiritual family. Matthew 18, 6. Whosoever shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me, it were better for him that a, a millstone was hung about their neck and they were drowned in the depth of the sea. Like where the Titanic sank. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He said it is about 2,000 feet, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You, you can be the best swimmer. If they hang a millstone around your neck and they, they put you in, you will sink. You will sink. Hallelujah. Yeah. But that is how precious the Lord sees this spiritual family. You see? So what must we do? Tell somebody, have my back. What did the Lord say? He said that, be each other's keeper. Bear your brother's burden. Bear your brother's burden. Because we are in a spiritual family. 
So three, two things that you have to do for the spiritual family that the Lord said. Number one, do good unto all of them. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10 in NLT. Is somebody taking notes? Yeah. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. He said, so don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged or or give up. For we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. And verse 10 says that whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to our Christian brothers and sisters. Is that NLT? Now give me NIV or another one. He said, he used the word, your, 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 faith, your family of faith. There is a version that used the family of uh-huh. The household of faith. Okay, let's do, let's, let's do that. I believe this is amplified, right? So then, as occasion and opportunity open up to us, when I see Randy and I do him good, I don't do him good to, to, to be a blessing to him. It is an opportunity. It is a door that has been opened unto me. When you do good unto any kingdom family member, it is a seed into your own goodness. That is why he said that as we have occasion and opportunity open up to us. It is open up to us. Let us do good to all people. Not only being useful or profitable to them. But also doing what is for their spiritual good and advantage. Praying for one another. Be mindful to a blessing. To be a blessing. Especially to those of the household of faith. Those who belong to God's family with you. Do you see that? The believers. Do you see that? So we are in a spiritual family. So the first thing the Bible said that we should do is that we should do good to them. And the second thing the Bible specifically said we should do unto our spiritual family, which is the number one benefit that we receive in the kingdom. The number one value that we see in the kingdom is that owe them nothing except love. Romans 13. 8 to 10. Owe them nothing except love. All your spiritual family members, nothing except love. Don't owe them a grudge. Don't owe them a retaliation. What you did, I got to revenge. I got to retaliate. Don't owe them that. Bible said that, owe no man anything but to love one another. If somebody is seated close to you, say, owe me nothing except love. The love of God. Hallelujah. Oh no man anything. For he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. Tell somebody, don't owe me a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> don't owe me an anger. Oh, come on, help me now. Tell somebody, don't owe. Tell the person, owe me not anger. Or bitterness. Or resentment. Owe me love. Tell another person, don't owe me money. Hallelujah. Or oh, that one is not part. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's this part, right? Don't owe me money. It means that if you are owing me money, pay. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes believers use psychological, spiritual techniques. Oh, can you lend me a um, hundred dollars? I'll give it to you later. 
Now, if later on you, you don't have it, go to the brother and say, brother, I told, listen, listen very well. It's all part of the preaching. Tell the brother, brother, I told you I'll give it to you next week, but something came up. I'll not be able to give it next week. Please, can you give me some extra time? Don't pretend as if you don't remember. You see the brother and then, hallelujah. Owen has turned you into a tongue-speaking, spontaneous person. Don't do that. Tell somebody, owe me nothing. Except love. You see, we must be men and women of integrity. Stay by your word. Hallelujah. Stay by your word. Situations can come. Circumstances can come. Explain. Explain. Don't pretend. Explain. Don't cover it. Because Bible said that. You see, you see. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. If you know that you will not marry the brother, tell the brother now, don't owe him. Don't owe him. Don't owe him a disappointment in your heart. Tell the sister now, don't owe her a disappointment in your heart. So it's like there is something in your heart, but you are waiting. I'm telling you, sister, you see, you are, you are waiting. Don't do that. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, no man, anything except. Now look at verse number nine. Look at verse number 9. He said, for this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. They all, they, he said, thou shalt love thy, he said, it is briefly comprehended in the saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You see, if I take something from you and you'll not be happy if I don't bring it. Why is it that you take something from me and then you are, you are pretending you'll not bring it? I'm not saying me. I'm talking to the body of Christ. God, there are multitude listening to us online. Those of you online and in-house. The message is for all of us. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, the second physical benefit is physical provisions. Physical provisions. <laughs> Hallelujah. Matthew 6, 31 to 34. Physical provisions. The Lord said we should seek first the kingdom of God. Why? Because there is all physical provisions put inside. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we be clothed with? Verse 32 says that, for after all these things the world is looking for. But your heavenly father knows that you are, listen, please believe this, this teaching. All. You see, the kingdom has, or the kingdom has available provisions, everything that you need. In Luke chapter 14, Jesus said, go and tell, I think verse 17 down was, he said, go and tell the people that have been invited to the, some, to the, to the wedding party that all things are available. Everything is available. If you are not getting it, it doesn't mean that it is not there. If you go to the bank right now and then you don't get your money, does it mean that your money is not there? It is there, but the time is wrong. Do you, do you get it? You won't meet anybody at the bank now. But it is your money. And it is there. So why will you not get it? Because it is yours. But the time is wrong. It doesn't mean that it is not there. So there are many things that we are looking for sometimes. The timing is not right. Hallelujah. Sometimes too we are not ready for it. So if we get it, it is capable of destroying us. That is when you read Luke chapter 14 verse 15 to 17. Jesus said that. Now, let's go to the second value. Okay, so the first value is the physical value. You have 
spiritual, physical family. I mean, physical, spiritual family. Sorry for that. It is your spiritual family that is responsible for your growing in the things of God, your keeping up spiritually, and your exit into eternal glory. Everybody, whether they believe or not, they belong to a certain spiritual family. Those who are not in the household of faith, they are in the household of the devil. Yes. In fact, deciding not to choose puts you in a family already. Everybody you see on earth has two families. You have your biological family and you have a spiritual family. If you don't make a choice which spiritual family you find yourself in, you're already in the spiritual family of the first Adam. Praise the name of Jesus. It's one of two. Either the first Adam or the last Adam. You come into Jesus, you are in the last Adam. You, go, you, you don't come into Jesus, you are automatically, by default, you are already in the family of the first Adam. And that is through, and that is unto condemnation. But thank God for deliverance through Jesus Christ. Somebody say me, I believe in, amen. Now, the second value of the kingdom is spiritual value. What is the spiritual value? The spiritual value is power. Simple. It is power. And I'm going to explain to you. This point is very important to me. You see, Genesis 1, 26 to 28. The Lord said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And let them have dominion. Let them have power. Let them have power over everything that we have created. And look at verse number 27. Bible says in 27, so God created man in his image and his likeness. Male and female created he them. And verse 28, and he said unto them, he blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, subdue it and have dominion, power. Somebody say power. The spiritual value of the kingdom is that the kingdom is a kingdom of power. It is a kingdom of power. First Corinthians 4.20. He says that for the kingdom. First Corinthians 4.20. He said for the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. So the spiritual value of the kingdom. Which you and I must understand in order to take advantage of. Is that the kingdom is a kingdom of power. It is a kingdom of power. You read Romans 14 and verse 17. Romans 14, 17. He said, for the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I told you that in the Holy Ghost means in power. Because the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is the custodian of power. So in power, Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. It is a kingdom of power. When you are in it, the spiritual value is that you walk and operate in power as God has designated it. You take authority as God has designated it. Send me a believing amen. Why? Because without power, ladies and gentlemen, without power, it is impossible to occupy till he comes. You see, the Lord wants us to occupy, take our rightful positioning. Before he comes. When you read the book of Luke chapter 19. And verse 11 all the way to 13. When the man. He said that. And as he heard these things. He gave them a parable about the kingdom of God. Verse 12 and 13. He said a man 
went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom. But before he went, verse 13, he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds. Now, in those days, pounds was the power of purchase. Okay? Now, that word pounds means the power of purchase. He gave them the power of purchase in order. And then he said, occupy till I come. So, without power, you can't occupy. Without power, without the talent, they could not occupy till he comes. The Lord, the kingdom is loaded with power so that we can take our rightful position. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon And then, you shall be my witnesses. So you can't be a witness without power. And a witness, the power of a witness is not only in what they say. The person himself is a witness by his life. You are a witness by your life. Oh, you didn't get that one. It means that things will become better for others to look at it and desire your God. You are a witness by your life. You are a witness by your words. You are a witness by your actions and by your deeds. The Lord will lift you up and you become a witness by the elevation of God. The Lord brings you and he look at the healing testimony. You had the testimony of Mama Lord fought in Jesus name. Come on, say me a believing amen. Yeah. Without power, it is impossible to occupy till he comes. Without power, it is impossible to become an effective witness. What are the powers in the kingdom? Number one, the first one is dominion power. Dominion power. I'm trying to teach. So dominion power. Dominion power is, is what helps us to take charge. So, you may not have a position, but you are in charge. Having a position is different from taking charge or being in charge. Yeah. <laughs> you may not have a title. You may not have a certificate, but you are in charge. In Genesis chapter 39, Bible said that from verse number one, Adade, Bible said that Joseph kept going down. They brought Joseph down to Egypt, to Potiphar, uh, uh, the captain of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard. He bought him from the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down, Tita. So he kept going down. It's like his life was, was gradually going down. He was losing everything about his life. He was losing all the prophecies. So it seemed or so it looked. And then verse number two. Look at the second verse. Somebody said the Lord was with him. Yeah. You see, when the Lord was with him, it didn't matter how down he went, he still became number one on the land. Oh, yeah. I, I used to say that um, Joseph was number two upon the land until one day the Lord opened my eye. In Genesis, 40, in Genesis chapter 40, uh, chapter 41, Bible said, I think verse 44, there about, that the, the, the Pharaoh said to him, he said, only, he said, and Pharaoh said unto him, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man, shall no man lift up his hand or his foot in all the land of Egypt. Look at verse 45. He said, no, give me verse 40, 43. I think it should be in 43. And he made him to write, no, it should be, let's start from 40. You let's start from 40. He said, Thou shalt be aha, uh-huh, thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. So when I'm not sitting on the throne to take judicial 
So if I am not sitting, and that statement only in the throne means that when we have to take an executive decision, an executive order, and it's like everybody is giving opinion. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And we don't know what to do. Then I come in to give the final one. Apart from that, take over the country, including me. Yeah, including me. That will be your story. That is my story. That is dominion power. Wherever you find yourself, you take charge. You take charge. It doesn't matter your background. You take charge. In the book of Acts chapter 27, Paul was a prisoner being taken for judgment. And then, Bible says that, I think last Sunday you guys gave it to me. You can find it for me. And Bible said that as they were going, there was a shipwreck. And the angel of the Lord came and told Paul, nobody, hey, he, was, he was in chains. He was at the, in the guard room in the ship. And then came to tell him, he said, because of you, the life of everybody in the ship is spared. Somebody said, dominion power. So dominion power makes us take charge. Makes us take charge. You enter into the territory. You move into a new house. You move into a new apartment. You move into a new place. Don't just say that, oh, I am part of the numbers. Tell yourself, I came to take charge. Yeah. I came to take charge. You do a prayer walk of that area. He said, in the mighty name of Jesus, when I show up, every territorial forces must shut up. You tell yourself, every day. Why? Because the kingdom is a kingdom of power and the first encounter of power in the kingdom is the power to take dominion. Is the power to take charge. This is the power that made Adam be able to name all the animals. He took charge. He said, you, this will be your name from today. This will be your nature. He said, yes, sir. You must be able to determine the nature of situations. You must not be, like I always say, don't be the thermometer of situations. Be the thermostat. The power of dominion will let you be the thermostat. It will let you bring changes. It will not let you read changes. Yeah, there are people who only read changes. Oh, everything is bad. The economy is bad. The financial system is crashing. Everything is not working. They are reading. You know, now you can't trust anything. Now you can't even buy anything. Now, now, and there are people too who take charge. He said, I may have only $5, but when I go to the market and I return, my fridge will be full. They take charge. So with that $5, they go. And indeed, when they're about to pay, somebody just checks in and says, hey, I don't know, but I want to pay for you. Look at Dahlia's testimony. It was, left, it was about 10000 And it was left with about 3000 And they said, you have to pay it by the close of the month. Uh, she started smiling. She said, the Lord will make a way. Three days later, they sent her a mail. She screenshot and sent it to me. And they said that all your bills have been paid. Somebody said, take charge. People who don't, who don't have the dominion power, they cry when they are supposed to speak. Yeah, they cry. They cry, wailing. What shall we do? What shall we do? Shut up. Take charge. Because the kingdom is a kingdom of power. The power is the spiritual value. Take charge. Because anytime you take charge in the realms of the spirit, it reflects in the physical. Take charge. Dominion power. When, when, 
when when Eli when Elijah Elijah came on the scene in First Kings chapter seventeen verse one, he said, "What are you people doing here?" By my word, look at that. Then Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, "As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall be no dew or rain this years according to my word." According to my word. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 says that, And the word of the Lord came unto him. Now, listen. When you take charge, God honors you. The Lord wants us to take charge so that he will honor us. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, somebody with me. Somebody said dominion power. To take charge. Now, the next power that we encounter in the kingdom is the discovery power. And I love this one. Discovery. 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 Did you understand that one? Hallelujah. Discovery power. Listen, brothers and sisters. Isaiah 45, verse 2 and 3. Lufia is very powerful. The kingdom has a power called discovery power. I will go before you. I will make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces that... <laughs> you see? Look. Elder. He said, there are, he said, I'll go before you. I will make the crooked places straight. And then I will break in pieces the gates of brass. I'm reading some scriptures. When I finish, I'll run commentary. He said, I'll break in pieces the gates of brass. And I'll cut in sunder the bars of iron. And verse 3 says that when I do that, then I give you the treasures of darkness. Wait a minute. And hidden riches of secret age. Hidden riches of secret places. When we talk about this, people think that, oh, he's talking about money. Wait until I finish explaining. You see? And hidden riches of secret places that you may know. Somebody say that I may know. You see, that you may know that you may know what? That you may know that I, the Lord, which called thee by thy name, I am the God of Israel. Proverbs, Proverbs, go with me to the book of Proverbs 25 and verse 2. Proverbs 25 and verse 2. What is Proverbs 25 verse 2 say? It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. Now listen very well. But the honor of kings is to do what? Search it out. Now listen, let me tell you something. There is something called the power of discovery in the kingdom. What is the power of discovery? Listen. God created, the, the creation of God comes with two things. It comes with recovery, it, it, it comes with restoration or recovery and discovery. If you are writing, you can write it. Everything that God does, the creation of God comes with two things. It comes with discovery and recovery. Now, what is about discovery? Now, what is about discovery is that anything that God has created, it has been kept covered. It has been kept covered. But then, when we discover it, you see, that is why in Romans chapter 8 and verse 19, Bible said that the earnest expectation of the creation is awaiting what? The manifestation of the sons of God. So every creation, every creation comes with discovery and recovery. Now, discovery because the things that God has created, 
they are concealed. But it must be discovered. Now, when it is discovered, it brings solutions to the problems of the world. So, the power of discovery is so that we can profess solution. We can profess answers. There are many things that are now, that in about 10 years ago, it was not available. Do you understand it? But now that we have found it, it has become a solution to the problems of the world. Listen, there is nothing in, there is no invention that was not already in place. Listen to me very well. Anytime you hear of a new invention, whether it is in medical science, whether it is in technology or whatever, including AI, they have always been in existence. It has now been discovered. Not that it wasn't there. It was there. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Look at that. The thing that had been, my goodness, the thing that had been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Everything. That is why some time ago, HIV AIDS used to be a great killer. But today, there is an antidote to it. Some time ago, tuberculosis used to be a deadly sickness. When somebody was suffering from tuberculosis, it meant that the person was sentenced to death. But today, where did the solution come from? Somebody said it was discovered. The solution has always been there. But somebody to discover it had not yet appeared. Until somebody appeared. So today, something like cancer, which is scary to some people, a time is coming. It will be discovered. Just like AI. You see, but the problem is that sometimes when people see some of these discoveries, they go like Satan. The the world is coming to an end. Uh, AI. Listen, it has already been there. And Daniel chapter 12 verse 4 says that in the end time, knowledge shall abound. And so now God is discovering it. When you come condemning it, you will never be able to discover something. But Bible says in Isaiah 45 and verse number 3. He said, I will hold your hand. Look at that. And I will give you the treasures of darkness. How does the Lord give us the treasures of darkness? By revealing the hidden riches of secret places to us. The Lord gives you one idea about something. Boom. The world is chasing after you. Because the world is looking for solution finders. Not problem finders. Everybody knows there are problems. Everybody knows the troubles of the world. What the world is looking for is solution finders. And solution comes by discovery. That is why he said that it is, he said God has concealed everything. That Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2 that we read. He said God has concealed everything. But it is up to us to do what? To reveal it. And God has also made available recovery. Look at Revelation chapter 13 verse 8. Before God would even create man, he had put a recovery plan in place. Before God would create man, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of the life, in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Before God created, you had already made a recovery plan. So understand that before that issue came your way. There is a remedy. When I talk of discovery, I'm talking, uh, when I talk of recovery, I'm talking about remedy. 
Revelation, thank you, Holy Spirit. Revelation 22, verse 1 and 2. He said, and I saw a tree by the rivers of water. Revelation 22, verse 1 and 2. Is somebody following me? He showed me a pure river. The water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of the... uh, of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And look at verse 2. He says that, and in the midst of the street of it, on every side of the river, there was a tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruit, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So there is no sickness on earth that doesn't have a remedy. If we don't find it now, it means that the person to discover it is not yet around. But you see, when, when is the person going to be born? It can be you. He didn't get that one. Yeah. I said it can be you. It can be me. The way out, and I'll be telling you how to contact this power. The way out is by an addiction in pursuit of God. When you are addicted in pursuing God, all the people that invented things, eh? When we say there has been an invention, it is a revelation by the spirit of God to a man through science. That's all. That's all. That's what an invention is. When the spirit of God helped a man through the vehicle of science, they will tell you, all these people, Albert Einstein and co, you know, Nicholas Tesla and co, the the guy that started, that's why Elon Musk named uh, that car Tesla. Because he first found that there can be a car that will run on electricity. They, they, they set themselves apart. The way you have been jockeying around, jumping from here, there, there, you may never have a discovery because it doesn't come. Listen, God doesn't take the masses into discovery. He takes individuals into discovery. You set yourself apart. That is why Jesus was always at times by himself. You are always too busy. So the Lord is showing you the antidote to the problem of the world. For the earnest expectation of the creation is awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. The spotlight is on you, but you have not availed yourself yet. I have been called to be a teacher. There is a certain dimension of teaching that can come upon you. You will turn the teaching dimension around. Now everybody will be following your, your, your footsteps. Yeah. Discovery. Somebody say discovery. Say Lord, help me into discovery. Look as I, I said. So, so there will be a lot of knowledge. Don't condemn AI. Don't think that it is from Satan. It is not from Satan. It is God's, it is God's, it is, uh, it is God's creation that has now been discovered. And there will be more coming. You see? It is the devil. It, the devil is the one, Dahlia. The devil is the one that is telling people that all these things are the antichrist. Uh, who told you that the antichrist? Uh, no. The devil is. So when he says that, then you are running away from it. So instead of pursuing the knowledge of it, meanwhile, listen. Isaiah thirty-three verse six. Isaiah thirty-three verse six. Habakkuk two verse fourteen. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Isaiah thirty-three verse six. He said that. Wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge. When you see that there has been some discovery, listen. Anytime there is a new discovery, Elder, it means that it is only a little part that has been unwrapped. If you enter into it, the Lord will show you some part also. So now you begin to discover more. And now you become an authority there. Stop running away from acquiring knowledge. Because it is knowledge 
and wisdom that will be the stability of our oh you know i never attended school i only cook cook until nobody can eat any other food apart from yours there is a listen every area that you are well i'm an employee you can be an employee with so much excellence that they can they can when the company is closing they will close everybody but you yeah oh you know i am just a caretaker in somebody's care home do it until when the person is even dying they said that when i die go and take care of my grandchildren send me a believing amen you see i'm trying to let you know that there whatever you are in you are only flowing in the masses but the lord wants you to come out so that he will give you an excellent an, an excellent idea in it in it so that because listen the reason why every day there are upgrades is because anything that we discover there is always another dimension of it don't forget this there is always another dimension of new things who ever thought that one day we will be watching um as i'm speaking right now somebody in africa wherever you are connected from you can type where you are connected from so that we will understand what i'm talking about whoever thought that the day is coming when a preaching is going on and simultaneously at the same time all over the world it can be accessed it can be accessed it was discovered was it not there it was there but it was discovered a time is coming this microphone that i'm holding to hold it will be an archaic thing do you understand a time came where everybody never knew that there can be something called a cordless microphone i remember one day i saw a man with a mobile phone i tell you when mobile phones started coming and then in africa and it was big i tell you brothers and sisters i lie not like paul said if you put it upon a child the child will go down we used to call it Mobitel. You see? And then it graduated. A time came. I used to have 3310, Nokia 3310. And it was the best. You know, at that time it was poreless. It was, and I used to play snake on it. And when I'm in public, I started using a mobile phone in the year 2000, to, uh, to, uh, 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 2001. By that time, it was not common. And a friend of mine who was traveling to the United States gave it to me as the gift. I wa- she asked me, he said, Nana, what do you want? I said, your mobile phone. <laughs> that was what her husband was looking for. But I had been so good to them. When I said it was the mobile phone, she went to tell the husband, they gave it to me. She's in somewhere in California right now. They get- and my goodness, I will go, if, if, you, you know, there was some, but now, if you are using 3310, praise the name of Jesus. So, there is always discovery. Tell somebody there is always discovery. A time is coming, we may not have a mobile phone. It will be, it will be in the space. You see, don't condemn this thing. That is the devil telling you. That is why we are running away from the knowledge. The Lord said that. Look at Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 12. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 12, if you are there. Woe unto him. That verse 14, verse 14, verse 14. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters. When the knowledge is being opened, run into it and learn it and use it for our good so that the devil will not use it for their good against us. The power of discovery is in the kingdom. The power of discovery. 
how to make money. Learn it. It is the power of discovery. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. It is part of the powers of discovery. Look at it. He said, for you shall remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee what? Oh, come on. Eunice, be with me. He giveth you power to do what? It is power. You got to discover it. Don't forget that Isaiah 45 verse 2 and 3. When I saw it today, my mind changed. Verse 3. He said, I will go before you. Look at that. And I'll make the crooked path straight. And then I'll break in pieces. So there are gates or brass that is stopping us from discovering things. The things are there. We got, the gates must be broken. But the Lord said, I will break it. When the Lord breaks it and you don't enter, the devil will enter. He said, and I will cut in sunder the bars of iron. Every member of Holy Hill Chapel, Tennessee, whatever you are doing, decide that I want to be excellent in it. I want to see another dimension in it. Whether you are an employee, whether you, are, you work for yourself, whether you are an employer, be the best. Be the best. Yesterday, I met a certain man. He said, we, he said our company is the alpha in this area. And I knew that it was true. Because he had record to prove it. I was super excited talking with him. Be the best. Tell somebody, be the best. One of, one of my daughters, she resigned from a certain company. When she resigned, the boss told her, he said, don't tell the corporate world that you have resigned. You will not understand. Hallelujah. Because the corporate world in another country was bringing money for that project and she left it. They, 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 told, they told her, they said, please, don't announce. Don't announce. You see, she was the reason why the money was coming. You'll be the reason why the company will be sustained. Yeah. Uh, you didn't understand what I said. I just said. I said, by the power of discovery, you'll be the reason why that company will stand. Yeah. You'll be so valuable that nobody can toy with you. I'm live. There was something I wanted to say when but I'm live. I'll tell you when we are having Copa meeting. Be so excellent in that area. Look at what the Lord said. He said, I'll give you a mouth so that even your adversaries cannot gain say. What knowledge do you have in your area? Ask somebody for me. What knowledge? That is why I tell people, whatever you are doing, do it excellently. Because by the power of discovery, you will take charge. Hallelujah. I'll I, I put a certain definition here, which I want to give it to you before I go to the final one, the third one. Now, look at what is an invention. And I said over here, inventions are simply the spirit of God assisting man to discover the hidden laws by science. To solve the problems of humanity. I didn't read it in any book. I asked the Holy Spirit. I'll say it again. What is discovery? What is invention? Inventions are simply put. They are the spirit of God. Assisting man. Ah, but uh, I know a certain person. Who discovers something. Who is not born again. Forget about it. In Isaiah 45 that we are reading. Verse 1. The Lord assisted a man that was an unbeliever. Called Cyrus. Cyrus was an unbeliever king. The Lord anointed him. One day, the Lord wanted to tell the world that there was famine coming for seven years. 
Joseph was with the Lord. The Lord bypassed him. The Lord went to tell Pharaoh. The Lord went to tell Pharaoh, who was a Gentile. So, invention. So, everybody can be used. If the knowledge door, listen. If the not Charles, are you listening to me? If the knowledge door is open and the child of God refuses to go in, the Lord will use an unbelief because a solution must be professed at a certain time. An answer must come at a certain time. So you see, the, and, and Sunday I'll be talking, don't miss it. Sunday I'll be talking about the times and the seasons in the kingdom. Because many people miss that Kairos moment. They miss it. You see, so inventions are simply the spirit of God assisting man to discover the hidden laws. They are laws, the hidden laws through signs, through signs to solve the problems of humanity. They are not demonic. Don't run away from it. AI is not demonic. Learn it and use it. Otherwise, the world, sometimes I watch these worldly people the way when they are having musical show. Wow! Zero, 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 zero. And then sometimes you watch some, some, some message. The message, not in Holy Hill, as some church, they are preaching. You know that the message is so powerful, but they're not, nobody wants to listen. You see, because the people of God will not invest in knowledge. When the door is open, listen, if the door is, let me tell you something. <laughs> Watch me for a moment. Francisca, if the, our door is open, okay, once the door is open, do you know that, how many of you have opened your door and flies entered in before? Okay, did you invite them in? When you opened the door, who did you want to enter? Yourself, right? Thank you. They even go before you. So when doors are open, listen, when doors are open, it is those who see the open door that enter. And I think that all these guys, one, one, one man of God that I was talking to, he said, all these guys, they are half, half human and then they are half demons that have discovered all these things. And he was talking about people that have brought all the inventions. They have demons and, you know, they are the Zephonims. And then I said, hey, 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 hey. I said, don't come and tell me that. You don't know. Say you don't know. And you, you see, many times, Randy, what people don't know, instead of them going for it, in order to justify their ignorance, they condemn it. Am I preaching? Yeah. He said, uh, you know, these are the fallen angels that married women and then part of their wisdom. I said, so you are telling me that God can't give a human being wisdom to come up with, with something like Tesla? What are you talking about? God will not give a human being wisdom to come up with light. It is half demons and half humans that will produce light. You are sick. Something is wrong with the world, with the church. Tell somebody knowledge. Coach, find something in your profession that nobody is doing. Listen, Oh, my goodness. There is a scripture that I found here. Go with me. Goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, I, I am too fired up. I am too fired up. Now, 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 go with me to, look at Proverbs chapter, go, go with me to Proverbs uh, chapter, hmm, Lord help me. Somebody say, Lord help him. Yes, again, Lord help him. Hey. He said in Proverbs, right? Proverbs 18 verse 1. Proverbs 18 verse 1. He said through a desire. You see? 
when you have that desire, Lord, I want to be the best. I want to be the best. He said through a desire, a man having separated himself. You see, when you have that desire and you separate yourself, the Lord will intermeddle you with wisdom. All these people that brought interventions, inventions, elder, they will tell you that I was somewhere and then something told me. They don't know because they don't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, but the door has been opened and they wanted to enter. The Lord gave it to them. You can't take it from them. Go to them that sell and buy. That was what the wise virgins told the foolish virgins. They said, go to them that sell and do what? And buy. Intermeddle with all wisdom. Tell somebody for me, intermeddle with wisdom. Yeah. Intermeddle with all wisdom. When you see it, don't condemn it. When you see it, don't run away from it. The person that discovered it may be an unbeliever, but it was an existing law. That was there. He only discovered it because the door was opened. When the bars of iron and the gates of brass were broken and the door was opened, he said, here am I. But he doesn't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So he didn't know that it was the Spirit of God that assisted him. So he said that, hey, we got it. And they will use it because they took advantage of the time. Yeah. There is something that the Lord has laid on your heart. There is something that you are doing. Learn it. Somebody tells another person, learn it. Oh, are you with me? Learn it. I think I will do part four because we can't finish. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Unless we want to do an all night, but I won't do an all night here. Hallelujah. So, the power of discovery. Hallelujah. Let me give you a last, uh, let me give you a scripture there. Look at 2 Chronicles. Chapter 26, verse 14 and 15. Yeah. He said, just write it out. I'll, I'll read it. Second Chronicles chapter 26. And look at verse 14 and 15. When a man called Uziah separated himself, Bible says that the Lord helped him. And Bible says that he became... To the point that Uziah prepared, you see, he prepared for them. He prepared. He prepared. That is the problem of the church. The world is awaiting for us, but we can't prepare. Yeah. So the world is rather preparing. And the access that they have to the hidden riches of secret places and the treasures of darkness, they will use it for the world. Yeah. Because, listen, because whatever is in your heart can be amplified by what is in your hands. Now look at what happened in verse number 15. When he prepared himself, he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men. Even Solomon couldn't make an engine. The first time somebody made an engine was this man. Was this man. On Sunday, I'll continue from supernatural power. Because the third power in the spiritual value is supernatural power. Yeah. Where we take decisions on behalf of heaven and it is approved. It shall not rain except by my word. And then and we will come there. I want you to close your eyes. I am not out of message. I'm out of time. And we will continue on Sunday. Hallelujah. You can give a clap unto the Lord. So we will do part four. We will do part four of the value of the kingdom.
on Sunday. And I'll talk about the spirit, the, the, the eternal one also. In fact, when I talk about the spiritual one, then I'll talk about how to access that power. You see, the power dimension, the power value in the kingdom. How do we access it? And then I will talk about the eternal one. And then I believe that we will close the docket on the value of the kingdom and we'll move on to another one. I remember on Fridays, our night of supernatural encounter. I want you to close your eyes. Say, Lord, help me to access the knowledge portal of the kingdom for my area of expertise. Please, can you pray? Pray that prayer. I'm a housewife. You can be a major housewife. Everybody will flow with you and, and, and fall in love with your wisdom. I tell you, there is nothing, there is nothing that a child of God is in that is valueless. The only reason is that you have not discovered the dimension that makes it valuable. That is all. That is all. That is all. I'm not saying that go and resign tomorrow. But I'm saying that as the Lord, as the Lord, pray. I'm a student. As the Lord, the Lord can make you A1 student. I tell you. A1. A1 student. A1 student. A1 student. Then schools will be chasing after you. Don't you want that? My prayer always is that I'll be an A1 man of God. Not to compete with anybody, but before God. So that if God is looking for somebody, one day God was looking for somebody. In Isaiah chapter 6, he said, who shall I send? And who will go? There were many people. Isaiah said, here am I. I want to be an A1 man of God. Before God. I don't know about you. Whichever area you are in. That's why I always tell the church that anything for God must be one. Now give me verse 8. Isaiah 6 verse 8. God bless you. And I heard a voice saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? So God is always looking for somebody to enter the knowledge door that he opens. AI has come. There are people that must enter into some dimensions. Maybe next time it will be AAAZ. We don't know. But if you stay with the Lord, and I'll be talking about that on Sunday, the Lord will lead you into that new thing. Father, bless our heart, bless our minds, bless us in Jesus' blessed and mighty name that we will be able, Lord, to sponsor the wisdom and the knowledge that you unveil. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Somebody say me, I believe in amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Have you been blessed? I have been blessed tremendously. And we're going to continue on Sunday. But remember, Friday is our night of supernatural encounter. I want you to come in. Our lives will never be the same. Quickly, we want to receive an offering for the Lord. We want to receive an offering. I'll tell you how to access the power. Okay? It's very, very, very important. And then as we are preparing for the offering, we also want to be taking our communion. Father, in Jesus' blessed and mighty name, we decree and we declare that your blessing is over our seed and over our offering. Jesus blessed and mighty name. Amen. Please drop it in with joy. Drop it in with joy. Drop it in with joy. Drop your seed in. Drop your offering in. Maybe you made a pledge in the course of the program, the Kingdom Advancement Conference. You are online in-house. Put it in. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. All right, let's take our communion.
What is the communion, the body, and the blood of Christ? The Lord blessed the bread, and when he had blessed it, he broke it. He said, it is my body. We receive it as the express body of Christ. Let's break it. We receive the cup as the blood of Jesus. Now let's eat and drink together. Amen. I want to pray for anyone online in-house. If there is any sickness in any part of your body, just wherever you are, put your hand there. I want to believe God with you. I want to believe God with you. Our sister Ebony sent me a very powerful, powerful, powerful testimony. Maybe we will read it on Sunday or if she comes, she will share it. It's a very powerful. All of a sudden, she went back to the hospital and every diagnosis that they found is no more. It's no more. It's no more. It's no more. We will read it on Sunday. It's no more. Yeah. Listen, we serve a living God. You got to believe it. So put your hand there. If there is any place in your body that is aching, online, in-house, and believe it. Don't be familiar with this prayer. Eternal Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I take authority through the righteousness of Christ. And by the mandate of the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. And we curse every sickness. We curse every pain. We curse the root cause of every sickness and ailment. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We decree and we declare that let healing flow. Let healing flow. Let healing flow. Receive your healing in Jesus name. I declare by the authority of the Holy Ghost, be healed in your bone, be healed in your blood, be healed in your flesh, be healed upon your skin, your organ that is failing. Let it jump and jack back to life in Jesus' name. Let there be new things. Let there be new things. Let there be new things. Let there be new things in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Thank God for your healing. Thank God for your healing. Thank God right now for your healing. Thank God for your healing. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Shall we be on our feet? The Lord keep you and preserve you. Say amen. I'll see you on the prayer line at 3 a.m. And Friday, come with your family. And Friday, you will bring your testimony of healing from today. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Let's take a prophetic declaration with long life, full of prosperity and sound health. Shall you satisfy me? And my household all the days of our lives. Amen.